I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires, and this is your weekly devotional. In looking over the different people involved in the birth account of Jesus, do you see a theme? Let's look uh, in the accounts in uh, Matthew and Luke. Mary and Joseph were the first to know uh, about Jesus's coming birth, uh, and they trusted the message of God that the angels told them, both in the pregnancy and then later in fleeing to Egypt. The shepherds in Luke 2, um, they heard that message from God as the host of angels proclaimed to them in the field, and they trusted that it truly meant all people as they walked to find Jesus. In Matthew 2, the wise men saw the star and they trusted the prophecies that God had given through his prophets of old as they took up that long journey to go seek after Jesus. And Simeon in Luke 2 we see was at the temple when Jesus was being presented during that time of purification under the law of Moses. And he had trusted the message that the Holy Spirit gave him about not seeing death before he had seen the Lord's Christ and it came about. So do you see the theme? They all trusted the message that God gave them. They trusted God. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. We are told to trust God with all our hearts. And Jesus had told us in Matthew 22, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That is the great and first commandment. Now, trust often doesn't come easily to many people. In most cases, I actually hear it said that trust is not given, it's earned. You know, and even putting aside the fact that God has proven his trustworthiness since before the foundation of the world, the reason that we can and should trust him stems from our love for him. If we're following the first commandment and loving him with all our heart, our soul, and mind, then we will naturally trust in him. As we exercise our faith more and more, that trust becomes so strong. The world actually calls it blind trust. But that blind trust is what I call the fruit of following the first commandment and the greatest commandment, and that's pleasing to God. Think over the times in your past when God has shown you his, his faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his grace, provision, long-suffering, just his goodness to you. There's never been a time in your life that God has failed you, and he won't fail you in your future either. He has cleansed your past. He holds your future in his hands, and he's refining you in the present. What are you facing right now in the present? Maybe you can relate to Mary and Joseph facing an impossible and uncomfortable circumstance of birthing a child in a stable and then having to flee a murderous king. Maybe you can relate to the shepherds being outcasts, feeling alone and unaccepted. Or maybe the wise men facing a long unknown journey following a sign from God. Or maybe to Simeon, waiting for a promise that God has given you and it may be taking longer than you expected or hoped for. Your story may be similar to these or it could be different altogether, but God sees you through it. He's with you every single step of the way. And he's worthy of your unconditional love and trust. 
God loved you first. He reconciled you to himself and he is always with you. So every day I want to encourage you and challenge you, purpose your heart to wholly love God and trust God. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's crystal with a K.